The Mortgage Calculator, your favorite non-QM lender with over 5,000 unique loan products. Welcome, everyone. My name is Kyle Hershey. I am the COO of The Mortgage Calculator, joined here by our president, Nick Hershey, and our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez. We are a correspondent lender that specializes in non-QM loans. What we do on this show every morning is go through some live mortgage rates for different programs, and then we do a deep dive into a different loan topic. Now, today's topic is something we're very familiar with here at The Mortgage Calculator, which is 1099 loans. We specialize in non-QM loans, and this is one of the popular non-QM loans out there. So our sales manager, Jose Gonzalez, with 28 years of experience, is going to do a deep dive into 1099 loans. But before we do that, we'll go ahead and pull up our pricing tool and see what the mortgage rates are looking like this morning. So, Nick, if you're ready, let's go ahead and pull up the pricing tool and see what the markets are looking like today. All right, let me switch my screen. And we will check it out. All right. This is our pricing tool for our team of mortgage professionals. This will show us the rates for today, October 25th, and the APR, including all the fees. If you'd like a full loan estimate with an itemized breakdown of the fees there that go into the APR, please get with our team members. We have over 400 licensed loan officers in 24 states for primary homes, and we can do our business purpose loans in 44 states. So for our demo today, as we do every day, we're going to set up a uh, same scenario to compare across the programs. We'll set up a loan amount of 400,000. We'll set the LTV to 80%. We're going to look for the lowest possible rate we can offer. We're going to check out conforming first, conforming conventional. Then we'll check out FHA, which is usually the next option that we look at. And then we'll go into expanded guidelines, also known as non-QM, where we have over 5,000 additional programs. We also have VA and USDA. Those are special programs. VA is only for our eligible vets and active service members. If you are eligible, let us know. We can quote it. And USDA is only for eligible properties. If you do happen to be looking at one of those, just let us know. We'll start with conforming conventional. We'll do a purchase, 30-year fixed loan, standard loan, primary occupancy, single-family home, one unit, state of Florida, county of Miami-Dade. And for all the demos, we use an estimated credit score of 760 and an estimated debt-to-income ratio of 40. So, thankfully, the markets have shown some relief, so hopefully we see some action here. It usually takes a day or so for the rates to reflect it. Yeah, it looks like it uh, cooled down just a touch here. Best option today, 7.375, 2.5 discount points in cost. What's the final APR? 7.592. So, a uh, good option. I believe it was up over 7.7 yesterday, and then the day before it was a little bit uh, higher as well. So definitely seen a little bit of relief, which is great. Now, if our customer doesn't qualify for any reason for a conventional program, typically the next option we want to look at, pull up the same exact scenario, will be an FHA program. FHA does allow more leniency in credit issues as well as a much higher debt to income ratio, but we'll keep everything else exactly the same. That way we can compare apples to apples across the APR here. So FHA, I think it's a touch lower than it was yesterday. Not as much movement as conventional showed there. 6.75 rate, 2.25 discount points of cost. What's the final APR? 7.385. Conventional was actually a touch higher at 7.5 something. 
So in this case, if our customer qualifies for both, definitely don't overlook conventional. I mean, FHA, if you qualify for conventional, could be cheaper in some cases, such as this case. And for our customers that must use FHA, definitely some welcome changes here. Remember, the APR includes all of the mortgage insurance up front and yearly. So definitely key in on the APR value here for FHA. Now, if our customer doesn't qualify for either conventional or FHA, any other banks or lenders will have to deny that customer. That's where we love to help out with our non-QM, also known as expanded guidelines here. This is where we have over 5,000 additional options beyond the standard options here. So when we select non-QM, we get a new option that pops up for income. So full doc is what we use for FHA, conventional, that's two years of tax returns, what most people are used to. So we'll typically choose a non-QM to take advantage of all these other options. We have asset related options, business bank statement options. For investment properties, we have some specific options, but that's not for this one. Personal bank statement, 12 month is the most popular. That's what we'll use for the demo today. We have RSU, stated, VOE, 1099, which is going to be Jose's topic here in a minute. He's going to explain these options. PL, no income, all kinds of different options here. But our most popular is the 12-month bank statement, which is what we always use for the demo. That's for our self-employed borrowers. Many times it's our self-employed borrowers when they submit two years of tax returns. Uh, they have various write-offs or reasons where they don't qualify. Therefore, we can solve that problem with no tax returns involved at all. Simply their last 12 bank statements to determine a debt-to-income ratio of 40% in this example, using no tax returns, just the cash in the bank. So our self-employed borrowers usually qualify for much more income and can therefore get the home they really want. So let's check out the non-QM options. So again, with the rates going crazy, some weird options are popping up. Let's focus on the ones I want to focus on here. The best option here for bank statement, 8% rate for 2.5 discount points and costs, puts the final APR at 8.117. Those other options are not real realistic here. This is the best option for just a touch above conventional. We were beating conventional for a couple days. Today, it looks like conventional is beating us by a touch. But again, great option, very comparable to conventional now, more so than it ever has been. And if we scroll down here, there's a ton of different options, some at a little bit higher rates and costs. May allow things like bankruptcies or foreclosures, or may use alternative methods to calculate the income. So please go with our team. There's dozens, if not hundreds, of different options here under the non-QM, just under bank statements. And before we go into Jose's example on 1099s, which is obviously one of those options, we only want to do some investment property live pricing. We love to work with investors, first-time investors, seasoned investors. We have some great options. So we'll set up the same scenario, 80% loan to value. Set up the lowest, search for the lowest rate we can offer. And we'll compare our conforming conventional to our expanded guidelines, also known as non-QM. Remember government programs, FHA, VA, USDA do not work for investment properties. So we'll start with conforming conventional, keep everything else the same as all our other demos. All we've changed here is the occupancy. So we can see the adjustments conventional has added here for investments. And again, this one is a little bit hard to explain. So with the adjustments conventional have added, there's not really any realistic options. So 
First off, we have our portfolio option, which is not conventional, but it uses conventional guidelines. So again, I say this with a grain of salt here. This is going to follow the same guidelines, but it is not a Fannie or Freddie backed government loan. It's going to be a portfolio loan from one of our investors or banks. 7.5 rate, 3.5 discount points and costs puts the final APR at 7.75. Great option for our investors looking to do full doc without the crazy adjustments that happen on conventional. So you see the first option that's a true conventional, true agency product with the adjustments that conventional has. This has no adjustments, basically the same price with no adjustments. This has adjustments, which is required on all the conventional. So pushes the rate up to 7.875 for 4.75 discount points of cost, probably not even compliant there. So not even very realistic but the final APR of 8.167. So you can see how much better of a deal the portfolio product is now when the rates are going crazy and the agency products have added adjustments for investment. So I'd say 99% of investors will go with a portfolio in this case or a non-QM product, which will be our next option here. So for the final demo, we'll do investment property, ADLTV, and for this one, we'll do our expanded guidelines, also known as non-QM. So the first thing we will select is our income verification. The most popular option for an investment property is going to be the DSCR program because it doesn't require any income or employment or documentation from our borrower. We simply use the estimated rental income from the property to determine a DSCR value, it stands for debt service coverage ratio. The estimated rents can cover the PITIA of the mortgage, the expenses, aka the property cash flows. That's a ratio of 1.0 or higher. We even have options for ratios under 1.0, which we did on the show the other day. For the demo, we always do 1.5 here, which is the highest value, so we can see all the different programs pop up. And finally, a prepayment penalty is standard on a non-QM investment property. Three years is what we always use for the demo. We can select zero if we wish. That will cost more and limit the amount of programs that show up. We could also select five years, which will save our borrowers some money if they're going to keep the property, but will limit the amount of programs since three years is the most common. That's what we use for the demo here. So let's check out the DSCR options today. Awesome. So we're still having at least one option beat conventional, actually two options today by a touch. So the true conventional we're beating, right? Remember, there is that cool portfolio option that we don't quite beat, but absolutely amazing that DSCR can beat conventional for investment property. That is, uh, we never thought that would happen, right, Jose? Best option here, 7.75 rate for DSCR, 3.5 discount points and costs, puts the final APR at 7.9, which is quite a bit lower than conventional. We even have the second option here, 7.99 rate, 3.5 discount points and costs. APR of 8.14, which is just a hair under conventional. Uh, so I'd say most of our investors will take one of these DSCR options uh, over conventional 100% of the time, uh, but we have that cool portfolio option for those interested, which does make sense now to go full doc. So definitely get with our team to find the best version for you. Also, if we scroll down here, we'll notice there's dozens of different options here for DSCR. Some of these may allow bankruptcies, foreclosures. Some of these may, ask, may allow us to use alternative calculations, such as short-term rental income, all kinds of different versions of DSCR. Please get with our team to find the best for you. Now, let me switch my screen again, and we'll get into our topic for today. 
which is going to be 1099 loan program. So as you see on our little dropdown that we have there, there is a 1099 option we can always select. They are a little bit tricky. Jose's done the show a few times. So if you've seen one of the other episodes, remember there are a couple caveats. Bank statement is a little more straightforward, 1099. A little bit different way to do it, a little bit higher costs in some case. So definitely pay attention as you go down the spectrum here of these non-QM programs. It's going to be slight variations in what is required. So first off, Jose, can you just explain a little bit more about what is required for the 1099? And then we'll get into the examples here. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us for Daily Rates Live with the Mortgage Calculator. And as I listen to all the rates there, Nick, that you were giving us there, especially when we're comparing the investment property full talk to what we're going to be seeing here. Uh, with 1099s, it really highlights the liquidity that non-QM is experiencing right now. Especially with programs like the DSER program and the TIN programs as well. So, definitely uh, really excited about that. 1099s are for self employed borrowers only. That's the first point I wanted to make because sometimes there is confusion from the borrowers themselves because, you know, we ask them, are you self employed? Are you who's your employer, and they tell us that they're an employee and all that kind of stuff because they get a weekly or a biweekly check from the same company for services that they are rendering to that company. However, they are on a 1099 basis, which means that they're getting the gross earnings. No payroll taxes are being deducted. Those payroll taxes are going to be the responsibility of the borrower, hence they are essentially a contract worker and fall under the auspices of self-employment, not employment. So now it is usual and customary for a borrower who is a 1099 worker to receive the 1099 only from one company, right? They're, they're contracted by that company to provide a service. They could be an electrician. They could be some type of to construction work or real you know, real estate agents, for example, is the most common one that we love to do loans for that are in, that are on a ten ninety nine, and in some cases, it's brokers um, that are on ten ninety nines and not W twos. So remember, self employment is the key. Now, the benefit of 1099 of the 1099 income option over, let's say, bank statements is a we can usually go to a higher profit or a lower expense ratio on a 1099, where typically we can go as high as 90% of the gross amount of the 1099, which is pretty remarkable when you consider that the fault expense ratio for a bank statement loan is 50%, and you can only increase the profit margin or decrease the expense ratio, depending which way you want to look at it, with a letter from their tax preparer or accountant or CPA, whoever it is that they use to prepare their taxes. That uh, professional would have to provide a letter, business narrative letter, where at the end of that letter, they're going to state the expense ratio for that business. And seldom 
are we going to be able to get a lower expense factor than 20%? And they're really going to look, by they, I mean the underwriters, are really going to look real closely at the type of business to make sure that it makes sense, for example, for a contractor or a convenience store to be at a 20% expense ratio, which is usually not going to be the case. It's usually going to be a little bit higher than that. So in some cases, and now referring again to bank statement loans, the guidelines will already even state that if your borrower is in certain types of businesses, this is the given expense ratio for that business, regardless of whatever a tax preparer puts down on a piece of paper, right? So keep that in mind when you are doing your bank statement loans and how that is a major difference, deviation there in the 1099, right? So 1099s definitely are preferred, but not every self-employed borrower gets a 1099. And on top of that, look closely to your guideline for whichever 1099 option you are choosing because they are not all created equally. And some may even require the borrower to have received the 1099 from the same company for a certain amount of time in order to qualify for their version of the program. Right. So, but what we but the main takeaway we want here is for everyone to know that this is for self-employed borrowers. It is the actual 1099 document, and it is usually the way to get the lowest expense ratio or highest percentage of usable income from the from the borrower's source, in this case, 1099. So we do have maximum 90% LTV. Again, you see that's a common number as the maximum LTV for unoccupied products, primary, and usually the preferred would be one unit. Now, in this particular case, as you will see, there is not any change uh, between a one unit and a two to four unit in the loan to value. Only in the use, whether it's primary or investment, obviously that will change, but not in property type one to four unit. So in this case, on a one unit, 90% LTV primary purchase, we're at 10.875 as our lowest cost option. And we can buy that down to 9.49% at a 90% LTV. Now, I wanted you to see the difference now that happens when we pick a more usual and customary LTV. In this case, we're looking at 85% for the same option. We're here, 9.5% is our lowest cost option. And we can buy it down to 8.99. And let's go back to our other option here. 9.5 basically is costing 2.5 points and is our lowest cost option. Whereas in this case, 9.5, excuse me, this is our lowest rate option. And this one, 9.5, is our lowest cost option, and we're going to buy it down considerably lower than that for two and a quarter. So definitely always good to show your borrower different LTV options so that they can possibly go for the lower rate. And now I wanted to just show here how our two to four unit is the same cost. So again, beautiful arrow here with non-QM is how our two to four unit properties usually have 
the same pricing, totally contrary to agency. So here are 1099 investment, one unit, maximum 85% LTV, so 5% reduction to go investment, which is not so bad. In here, you're looking at 11.874, lowest cost option, and you can buy that down to 9.99%. And I wanted to show here, also again, our two to four unit, no difference here in the pricing. So again, for our house hackers out there looking for that primary, that investment two to four unit, they love non-QM. And I wanted to now show the comparison with going to a little bit lower LTV here. Again, we're dropping the LTV to 80% from 85. Same structure, just dropping it 5% just to get some different rate options here. And you do see that the rates, again, do drop considerably with 9.49% actually having a little bit of a lender credit. And here you really see a nice precipitous drop to the options here with 8.125% being your lowest rate option. And that's pretty remarkable when we go over here from 9.99 to 8.125 simply for dropping it 5% on the LTV. And now... A couple of cash out options here. Our maximum LTV uh, cash out option is 85%. And we're looking at lowest cost option, 10.75%. Lowest rate option, 10%. And our final example here is our investment cash out for a one unit 80% LTV is the maximum. LTV as well there with 11.374% being our lowest cost option at par. And here we have a nice deep rate sheet where you can buy that down all the way to 8.999. And again, this is using 1099s. This is 80% cash out refi transaction that in the agency world you could only dream about. And here in non-QM at the mortgage calculator, we make it a reality and with pretty amazing rates as well. All right. I don't see any questions here, so I think we can wrap it up. Remember, we do this 11 a.m. Eastern every weekday where we go through the live mortgage rates and then do a deep dive into a different topic. So we'll be right back here tomorrow with a new topic to go through. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Jose. We'll see you all tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern for the next episode of Daily Rates Live with the Mortgage Calculator. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day, everybody. Apply now at themortgagecalculator.com for instant mortgage rate quotes for over 5,000 loan products.